Welcome to the January 15th edition of One Nation Radio here on LOP. My name is Richard Latta. Of course, I am here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Uh, I mean, dude, um, I think we got, I think this was a really good week of wrestling. I mean, there's going to be stuff that I'm going to, there's stuff I'm going to like blow my top on, but like, I mean, like the last hour of Raw in this SmackDown, it was flames. Hot. Yeah. Flames. Yeah. So, um, we're, we're fresh off of that. Andrade, seeing all this Rey Mysterio match, excuse me, just Andrade. Um, <laughs> WWE creating um, problems for things or solutions for things that aren't problems, but yeah, hey Rich, um, I, I end up getting some over the weekend, and I, I ain't never get a chance to talk to you about it, but it seems appropriate since, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you want to tell the people what I'm holding up to you through the Skype? This man is holding up a Ray Mysterio Jr. the new Ray Mysterio Jr. shirt. Uh, looks like the black joint. Yeah, the black and um, the black and yellow. Like, dude, I mean, maybe he is the greatest mask of all time. He's not, but maybe he is after this performance. <laughs> My God, man, turn back the clock out here. <laughs> but um, yeah, we got a lot to get to. It, like as James mentioned, it was a solid week for um everything. Uh, I guess we should start right at the beginning. They were in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, home of Jerry Lawler, and we happened to see him during the show, uh, fresh off of his new contract with WWE. Uh, Everybody getting signed, y'all. So (laughs) Um, it was a long limo uh, shot open. Vince was out first, meaning McMahon. Uh, He called over his driver to wipe a few spots off of his limo, and then he hit the McMahon walk. Braun Strowman came out first and he was cranking extra hard to his theme music so much that I had to ask myself, does the Braun Strowman music uh, theme music actually slap? I think it does. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. It doesn't really move me like that, but I will say the Lars, the, the Lars does slap though. Okay. Uh, it was it was loud. Get these hands, chance, and I was like, "Oh my God, is this man like after that disaster of a week last week? Is this man still over somehow out here?" He got on the mic. He said, "Brock's always been afraid of me." He said, "When I had the briefcase, he was looking over his shoulder, and when he had a title match, he ripped off the cage door, and he had Corbin screw me in Saudi Arabia." He looked straight in the camera and said, "Hey, Beastie Boy, I hope you're watching from uh, your training camp. I'm all healed up." Uh, Corbin's gone, so there's no one to save you. And then all of a sudden, Baron Corbin's music hit, and he came out. He said, hold on, Braun. I may not run Raw. And Strowman cut him off and said, that's because you got fired. And Strowman got a you got fired chant going. Literally anything this man's touching turned to gold still. Corbin came out there and said, um, <laughs> chant all you want. Uh, all you guys are going to hear me. If I got to stay here all night, I will. And I thought, oh, my God, the ratings are going to die again. Luckily, that was not the case. Um, <laughs> so uh, I and I thought, wow, why is Corbin still dressed like this? Like when he's out of power, like like put your gear back on, bro. But uh, he says, stop lying to these people. All you do is let them down. You can't beat Brock. You know it. And I know it. I'm going to win the Rumble and go somewhere you'll never go. The main event of WrestleMania. I swear to God, James, I will quit this shit on video if Corbin ever main events WrestleMania. Ever. Um, 
and Corbin ran that man down with the truth, wouldn't you say? Yeah, which is kind of um, – it starts the ball rolling on where we're going to get to by the end of this thing. Yep. Um, so and then Strowman basically chased him out of there. So uh, he's chasing him around the uh, the backstage area, and then all of a sudden Elias is there, and he's playing a song like a narrator. This is Elias's best role, no doubt. A sing along narrator, just randomly dropped in out of context. He doesn't have to wrestle; just let him do that. I would be content. He can do that literally till he's ninety on this show. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, so Strowman yanked, uh, he was chasing Corbin still, and he ended up finding him, uh, by listening to Elias's song and Strowman came out there and yanked the driver out of the limo. I was like, Oh no, that's a lawsuit, big fella. Like <laughs> you can't be doing that. Um, so Corbin was on the other side and then Strowman broke the glass with a pipe and ripped the door off the hinges. And then all of a sudden Vince McMahon walked up to Strowman like he was going to slap him. And then Strowman backed up and they went to commercial. At this point, I was like, I saw the pipe on the ground. I saw them um, panning the camera to the window. And I was like, oh, my God, this is Goldberg and WCW. Please do not re-injure your arm. Please do not try to do something stupid like like punch through the limo glass. I swear, I just had WCW flashing in my in, in my um my eyes so he grabs the pipe breaks it whatever um came back so vince was like he <laughs> he's just looking at him more and Strowman, like a geek tries to put the door back on but it doesn't work and he just looks at vince like oh well and vince was like you're like a raging woolly mammoth uh you should have black and yellow tape wrapped around you look what you've done in my car that's gonna cost you a hundred thousand dollars and then Strowman looks at him and said this piece of shit ain't worth worth a hundred k probably accurate on that and then all of a sudden vince mcmahon takes him out of the match at the royal rumble james i know you have a lot to say about this i'm going to let you go okay so the, why they hate braun Strowman right. so much so so um on this show on this very same show they had jinder mahal come out and say to vince mcmahon that I should get an opportunity to get into uh, the four-way for a title shot against Brock Lesnar because of uh, I ended up um, losing my title to AJ Styles, and we and we missed out on the quote-unquote dream match. He's a heel. He's a lying, of course, of Jenner Mahal versus Brock, uh, versus uh, uh, Brock Lesnar as Survivor uh, Survivor Series 2017. Um, and then he also mentioned that he was a great WWE champion, which is also lying, but what? But whatever point. Rich, how long ago was he champion? Uh, that was, what, like 13, 14 months ago? Yeah, at this point. Okay, so um, on television, I'm sorry, uh, just in the last WrestleMania build, we had a storyline revolving around Brock Lesnar where Roman Reigns was saying that Brock Lesnar is Vince's boy and there's a double standard between what Brock can get away with and how Vince treats and, and deals out punishment uh, compared to the rest of their main roster. Then, so keep that in mind. So we get out here, uh, and let's let's fast forward. It will we'll go to just four weeks ago when they, when uh, the man showed up. They said to the they said to the crowd, "We're done with management um, airing petty grievances. We're done with suffocating the the, the superstars." Uh, and that ends right now. 
So, in the span of four fucking weeks after they just baby-faced themselves, <laughs> saying they're changing, it's a new goddamn era, this man comes out um, after he gets his car destroyed by Braun Strowman, who chased, this guy, who chased Corbin all the way to the back, broke the window on the limo, and then let Corbin just run off scot-free. We'll just move that to the side for now. Yeah, never mind that. He rips the door off the hinges. Vince shows up. He sees Vince at the ripping a fucking car door off the hinges and literally backs up because he's so intimidated by the presence of a 74, 73-year-old fucking guy. Whatever. Come back promotion break. He try this moron tries to put the car puts the put the uh the oh my god, uh the door, the door back, back on onto the, the car. As if as if that's how you bond metal back together. Whatever. <laughs> so he says, you're like a woolly mammoth. And then uh, he says, you know what? I'm finding you $100,000. Rock, as he said, said that this hunk of junk is even worth $100,000. He says, all right, fine. Because he gave him a simple back talk after we just said that they were done doing that four weeks ago. They go out there, and he goes out there and says, you lose your title match. So how does Brock, how does Brock respond? Does he say, um, no, you can't do that because, after all, your daughter... Uh, promised me this match so I wouldn't rip up the show with my bare hands just uh, just like six, seven weeks ago. No. He sits there, he pouts, he waits till Vince leaves like a fucking child or a kid, and then he flips over the thing, which was supposed to, was supposed to be, I guess, him doing something, and then we and then he's basically off TV. Um, and, and he walks out like a good little soldier, like he leaves he, the arena. So he he gets belittled by management. Yep. He's afraid for his job. Yep. He's a dummy. And yep. he didn't follow through. What even got him in that situation again? He didn't kick no ass. What are we supposed why to do with this? Take him out? Why don't they just take him out back and shoot him with a shotgun? <laughs> I mean, they just have Vince McMahon cut this dude's nuts off, like, in front of him. And Simon Cotton wrote an excellent column on sportskeeda.com. If you guys want to check it out, I retweeted it earlier today, being Tuesday. Braun Strowman's finished, and he he um, ran into a robot last week, and this week just proved that they finished him off for good. Like, he's never coming back from this. Um, it's never going to be the same. If they ever put the belt on him, they're going to be working with damaged goods. He's out of the match. I mean... It, oh, and, and, that, and that's the thing, right? So, fast forward what we're talking about, Right? Or, or you backtrack on what we were talking about, how I brought up the Vince McMahon um, and, the, and this Lesnar's boy thing. So they won about the match. At first, you know, a couple, you know, earlier on, people thought, like, maybe he just didn't get cleared because of the elbow thing. It turns out that maybe he, he, he will be cleared in time. They actually just didn't want to have him lose to Brock for uh, the millionth time, right? Yeah. It was like, well, maybe you never even got to where we got so close to a million, whatever. The way they decided to get out of the match is by Vince being petty. When you had all of this stuff where they could have went down the line of Lesnar being protected by Vince McMahon, uh, being let down for Vince McMahon. It, it also ties in with how Braun got fucked by, by Strowman and by Stephanie uh, all the way through, and then he ended up getting what he what he wanted because he was threatening to tear the show up. It, it just made him look so soft. Yeah. Um... Made him look soft. 
and it didn't and it didn't even help him it didn't even help out storyline was you had all this stuff you could have used and it's like does he have to be in and win the royal rumble now like is he banned from the actual royal rumble match like because if he goes into royal rumble doesn't he kind of have to win that's why he's not gonna be there no like like would having like say uh lesnar gets through balor and i and i'm not closing the door on finn balor because it's a long time until that match happens and literally anything can happen uh long between the lesnar match uh no between now and the um and the royal rumble like they get in there and change their mind it's like 13 days from now yeah they they can get in there and change their mind on some shit so i would put it at a a 20 percent chance that that uh balor has of actually winning the belt but okay this is what i would say right so in theory they been switched the Lesnar or the Lesnar Strowman thing to goose sales for, uh, to sell tickets because they they in their minds they 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 believe that Strowman sells more t- will sell more tickets than than, than uh, Battle World on the marquee. Right. So why if that's the case, so why the fuck could, so why the fuck would they change the belt? Because they could just literally belt up uh, Strowman if that's what they chose. Since they in their minds believe that he's the better he's a better draw. So maybe they're they're doing it to where. It, it just becomes a grudge match between him and Brock and is not like necessarily tied into the belt. And then they can have something to plant a flag and being a new era, you know, you know what? That sounds good. It's you remember what they did for Goldberg at WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll throw the belt on something real quick rather than take it off. <laughs> but, um, let's, 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 let's keep it going. Um, so this ne- up next it was Operation Heat Sasha Banks up in two weeks. So we got uh, Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks against uh, Nia and Tamina. Renee said there's a reason. Um, basically, Ronda parroting her words said there's a reason. Uh, you know, Ronda called me out is because I'm the best uh, for Sasha. And Sasha opened up with some high flying technical moves. Nia was just standing in there, literally getting wrestled. Um, you know how they always say Ric Flair just bumming around Lex Luger. That's what this was. Sasha was showing she all the offense. She literally rolled around, around, behind, through, and all around her while she was just look. I don't like. Is Nia actually getting worse? Seems like it. Like it seems like she's just out there. So. And, and I don't know. Is she contractually ob- obligated to keep wrestling Ronda? I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess that's their way of having her still get airtime. Otherwise, there's nothing for her to do right now. <clears throat> so, like, Ronda tagged in. She went to work with some punches on Nia. Then Tamina immediately tagged in. Tamina hit uh, hit her with a headbutt, and Ronda immediately went for an arm bar, but Nia dragged Tamina out of the ring. Tamina stalling, and I thought, wow, I, I'm actually more entertained by Tamina stalling uh, than her wrestling. Then, uh, somehow Sasha got back in the match, and Sasha laid out Nia with a Meteora on the outside of the ring. Came back. No, you must mention what happened on commentary. You want me to go over it? Yeah, go ahead. So, Nia is on on the apron on her side. She comes down. She walks over towards the other opposite corner where Sasha is, and she's in her normal tag position. On, hanging onto the string in the corner. Nia keeps getting closer and closer and closer. So Sasha says, screw that, you're getting too close. I'm going to just go jump on you and give you a Meteora. So, Graves says, what a cheap, uh, another cheap shot by Sasha Banks. Yeah. Corey Graves and always Renee's hating. response, And Renee's response, you do, you do what you got to do to win. 
Boy. One in an ounce team. Boy. The best in the business. The 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 prime, you know, not Nigel McGinnis, not, you know, uh Moro Ronaldo, not Jim Ross, not Kevin Kelly. Not down, not down not even Don Callis. And I can't stand Callis while he's out here like watching the uh, Winnip- uh the Winnipeggers wrestle. I just can't stand it. And he's better than them. Callis is great. Or or Texas Lancer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, after that, uh, they came back. Sasha, of course, was in a bear hug and she flipped up into a reverse power bomb. And it was, uh, Naya ended up giving to Sasha Cobra clutch more getting the heat on Sasha before, uh, Sasha took advantage of a miscommunication and ended up putting Tamina in the bank statement and beat her. And then we got to the interview, uh, portion, Charlie Caruso came out there in the all red, uh, basically said, how did this all work out? Ronda was like, we trust each other. It's going to be honor to, um, to wrestle Sasha. Sasha's on top of the division and all this other gaslighting, um, shit. And Sasha was like, you know, I'm glad you chose where I rank on your list of accomplishments. Like she took like offense to saying it's going to be an honor to beat, uh, Sasha. And Ronda was like, the only way I can show you respect is by tapping you out. And at this point, point i was thinking ronda's coming off as like a all shucks try too hard and this is this is clearly scripted a certain way like <laughs> um and sasha was like you know you're not the only one you know or you're not the only one who thinks they can tap someone out basically i'll run it with any woman uh, on this roster don't care how big they are uh how how tall they are or anything like that and it's going to be our pleasure to teach her to lose with class. Dropping that line again. Ronda said, you can keep the title of class as loser because I don't want it. And then Sasha was like, I'm a loser. Uh, and you said I was the best, not the other way around. I'm going to beat you and take the title back. And you better get used to not having things go your way around here. And it was just, it, it got real heated real quick. And I thought it was, you know, there was a lot of debate on like Observer Live about was Sasha being the heel, was Ronda being the heel. I think there were two baby faces and one person. It was two baby faces, um, and and it got in a heated situation. Like they didn't turn Sasha Banks. Like it was dub. It, yeah, I don't know what Alvarez is talking about. Yeah. It's, it was simple. It was simple old WWE. We have two baby faces, and we both basically healed them up, up to an extent to both give them an edge. Yeah, Sasha. Sasha was being insecure and sensitive, and Ronda was in, Ronda was being disingenuous and phony. Right. It, it's really that simple. Right. Like she, she, like she did. A, she had a Freudian slip. Sasha heard it. Sasha was sensitive about it. So then, after after that, she goes out there and calls, says, you know, you can keep the whole uh, being a gracious loser thing or whatever else. Like, and then she showed her true colors. They're both clearly being showing attitude, pal. Yeah, I I don't know what Alvarez is talking about. I just yeah, don't. That, it, it was a little. Uh, I think he was going on that a little too hard, but um, yeah, I I'm. Yeah, this was like a small peak of the boss. Like, and she's, she's just dying to get out. And I, I saw they, I, I tweeted at this time. I was like, they left this woman in catering for over a year. Like, and not, it didn't give her a meaningful program once. And all she needs is like just a little bit, just a little bit. And, and she can just heat herself up. So look, hopefully next week it, it even goes further. Like, and it gets physical or they had to do a pull apart or something. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Uh, and we don't have that much time until the match. So I don't think they can really fuck it up from here. Yeah, I think I thought this is really good. So, I mean, or their, their exchange after this match. So I, I was, I was into it. So, um, that might be all they need. I mean, may, I don't know. I don't think they're going to, I don't think they should get physical beforehand, but we'll see. 
So, uh, or if they do, like Sasha needs to like needs to stand over the top of her, and the end of it actually puts you give you the idea that well, maybe she could actually win. She ain't gonna win, but maybe she could actually win. So um, Jerry Lawler was out there, and he was surrounded by a mob of geeks, and. <laughs> You had the uh, group chat li- uh, lighting up uh, when when Lawler was out there. Uh, so Ronda and Sasha they were arguing more in the backstage. You want me area. to say what I said? You want me to tell? Yeah, that's up to you. Jer- Jerry Lawler, like he had never seen that many minorities on that side of Elvis Presley Boulevard or Bill Street. <laughs> that that he, he looked com- utterly confused. Like he's been, that man's been the king of Memphis is like what seventy four. That man like that was the first Jose he's ever seen in, in Memphis. <laughs> Meaning no, no way, Jose, y'all. So, um, unbelievable. Uh, so basically, Natty and Bailey were trying to calm uh, Ronda and Sasha down. I thought this was like hilarious. Uh, they were both taken up for their friends who uh, were clearly gaslighting each other. And then the Riot Squad showed up, of course. Um, said they're sticking together while everyone's breaking up. Said that Sasha dumped Bailey to chase the belt, even though Ronda called Sasha out. So I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Um, and they essentially set up a match and they said they were going to reveal a mystery person later. Okay. So I don't know if you saw it, but like Sarah Logan and, and, um, and Roe from uh, war Raiders got married yes. last week. Right. Yep. Congratulations. That's a short, to them. that's a, ain't no honeymoon. Get on the road. Quick. Um, after that, uh, we got the Lucha guys versus the revival. Um, the revival came out there and said last week you you loser house parties and called them amigos and all this other stuff said they were playing with pinatas while they got screwed and cole said that graves is whining like the revival um just a bunch of stuff so wilder started against kalisto luckily grand metalik actually got to wrestle in this match which was fun but of course he that had to was do the- not no grand metalik that was tommy the white ranger stop lying <laughs> So, um, they, they did a couple cool things in this match. Nothing really to, um, you know, write home about. But, of course, Dasha Fuente is interrupted. So, um, never mind that match that's going on. We get a pop-up interview. Apparently, every, yeah. everyone wants to uh, fight Brock Lesnar. So, Apollo was there. He cut a promo. He said he wants Brock. And then Kurt Hawkins and EC3. And, yes, EC3 making his debut shirtless, old yes. up, no match. Yeah. Um, now, me and you got into an argument uh, during one of the bad episodes of Raw, maybe like four or five weeks ago, and we talked about it, is this is this as bad as WCW or whatever else. And one of the things we brought up was that they had they had luchadors come down to the ring with pinatas. Now, in this case, they had they had luchadors in the ring wrestling, and they decided to cut away to the back to do to watch heavyweight, so you can see heavyweights like EC three in the back. So. That was real WCW-ish. Look, and, and it had the limo deal. So, <laughs> Oh, yes, that too. So, um, uh, who else was out there? Bo Dallas, Kurt Axel, Heath Slater, who actually didn't want the match. And, yeah, so more of that. They had a DDT on Grand Metal League, and Revival won the way that they lost the previous week by the foot-on-the-ropes deal. So, so after that, um, Vince McMahon, this is great. Um actually comes out of the office and Dosh is there and she holds the mic out and doesn't ask a question. Vince like looks at her and says, what does that mean? You want the scoop? I'd rather go to the ring. And then Dasha just stares off into the distance. Like she's having daydreams. And I thought 
Gene Okerlund would never take that type of disrespect from, from Vincent Mann, ever. Why are these people there? They're, they're mic stands. Unbelievable. The literal mic stands. Oh, man. Awful. Um, so Vince McMahon came out next, um, and he basically was going to try to fill the Brock match, and all of a sudden, John Cena's music hit. Cena came out, good response. Uh, he said, let me guess. You you just lost your Universal title match, and you're going to tell someone to step up. 20 years ago, and apparently Cena's math is just wrong in his old age, uh, everyone left him high and dry, stone cold. See ya, Rock. See ya, Vince. Brock, see ya, Vince. Now, now I have a question. Yeah. I, I, have, I have to mention it. The year is nineteen. The year is 2019, right? Correct. In 1999, like, The Rock was a baby face, and he was fighting, like, guys like Al Snow and uh, Billy Gunn, and then and then Austin, and then Austin uh, was out here, like, losing to Mick Foley, so he didn't have to, so he didn't have the job to Triple H. Correct. Right, at SummerSlam. So, I don't know what he's talking about as far as 20 years ago. Yeah, I, I think they, they, they was like, we'll just round up, like... <laughs> Because it was more like 15 years ago, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, said, uh, you didn't know what you do, what to do. You said, you left me with this, this gang of misfits and rejects. And I was like, does he know who was actually on the roster at that time? You know, the misfits like Batista and The Undertaker and Edge and, and Jeff Hardy. And Shawn and Michaels. Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle. And Eddie, And look, and, and Kurt Angle and, and Eddie, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Misfits. Yeah, just, you know? just absolute rejects. Failures can't of, draw, of the business. Can't draw with none of those guys I just mentioned at all. <laughs> you ain't got a chance. So, <laughs> I don't know if Cena was referring to, um, like, the younger class of his performers, uh, like, more of his contemporaries rather than the guys that were left, but it's just a short-sighted line that can easily be undone um, that he wouldn't actually need to provide more clarification for. So, he said, you gave me a chance, and why? Because I have ruthless aggression, and he wanted the shot, and that was, like, obviously a callback to when Cena first walked out and made his debut on Vince, and I I actually kind of liked that, and it was just like, man, would I hate John Cena winning 17? No, I wouldn't hate it. Um, and then McIntyre came out. Uh, he said, no, 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 no. Stop everything right now. How dare you, Cena? I don't care about your 16 belts, your new movies, whatever book you're writing. How dare you stand there with a straight face and say you have ruthless aggression? This is what ruthless aggression looks like. And then uh, Vince McMahon was just staring a hole and, and Drew McIntyre like he wanted to like just bust a nut on himself. And after that, th yes. What? Yeah, Vince McMahon was staring a hole and Drew like, like he was liking what he was seeing. And we got some small whoop that trick chance. They were in Memphis. So I, I, I yeah. did hear them. Um, he said, just like all of them before that you named, you can leave meaning rock Brock and, um, Austin Corbin came out. Good God. Um, <laughs> um, he said earlier, my life was threatened by Strowman. I'm not the type of guy that has a lawyer on speed dial. Uh, so Vince was best for business giving me a shot at the belt. So yes, this man is out here threatening to sue without saying it. If he doesn't get a shot like a punk. And then Finn Balor came out and said, I'm getting tired of kind of getting left out of all these conversations. Y'all can talk, but I'm the only one that's ever had that red belt. And Vince said, I don't know, pal. There's a lot of beef in here. 
and you've got speed and agility against all these guys and I don't know against against Lesnar I don't know and just more on the side stuff and at this point I was like well Finn's winning (laughs) and then Finn Balor uh looked at him and said you never believed in me how about I show you and then he stole Baron Corbin and then Vince like just turned around like he was just trying to escape but his, his expression didn't change at all it was hilarious the thing for me was the second the second battle like connected with that punch to uh to Corbin like this immediately like took a beeline straight out the ring he was like oh I know what time it is I'm getting the f out of here like, I've seen this before um yeah <laughs> so you ain't uh, gonna clip me or right. y'all out here trying to do your little raster moves I'll fire one of y'all asses I'm getting out of here right so um Corbin immediately gets um he get or excuse me um Balor immediately gets Claymore and then McIntyre also Claymore Cena and he stands tall Vince was like I like this let's have a fatal four-way and he announced this shit like he was sexually aroused see all these dudes fighting around him it was it, it was like a nice angle that they put together here um so vince mcmahon was walking backstage and then jinder mahal former wwe champion walks up on vince mcmahon said it's an honor to be in your presence and jinder calls himself uh the greatest w one of the greatest wwe champions of all time said the universe was robbed of the dream match with him and brock someone in the crowd yells that's because you're a loser and you there's one faint voice over it and when it's backstage you can hear it really good for some reason um Vince said gender can choose whoever was out there and he chose Balor. Um, and at that time, Vince said it kind of weird. So I didn't know whether he meant he gets the spot at the rumble or the fatal four way match. It turned out that he got to fight one of the guys, uh, and then qualify for the fatal four way. So, um, we got the riot squad versus Bailey, Natalia and their mystery partner, Nikki cross. So, um yeah um so Nikki Loon yeah uh Cole that announces that all the call-ups are going to be on both shows so we can get to know them and this just makes me think they really don't have any plans for these people oh, nope <laughs> um so Nikki ran back and forth on the apron like a loon and she was shaking uh the ropes like the ultimate warrior on the outside of the ring and she gets tagged in Sleeper hold. Nikki continues being a loon. Challenges, challenges all three riots to run it. Came back from break, and uh, Logan was getting the heat on Bailey. Uh, Bailey ended up winning uh, with the top rope on the elbow, but this was like the Nikki Cross show during it. Uh, she was yeah. doing a bunch of loon activity and all yeah. that. And she managed to get her in, and she managed to get herself over in like the time and the time that she had um, in the ring. I thought. I thought you know. We haven't seen much of uh, the others, but so far, you know, for this week, if we say all the call-ups, like, she'd be the call-up of the week. Shit, you might be right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it yeah. ain't even close. Like, Lacey Evans is in the background talking to people or watching from the or watching from back, from the back. EC3 is just in the back, just, you know, showing Ooh. his body off. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll get to it, but I don't know what the fuck they have uh, Otis Dozovich doing. Yeah, Um, that boy cooked all on day two, it feels like. (laughs) Um, So as James mentioned, Lacey Evans was uh, hanging out in the back dressed like Carmen Sandiego. um, And Battler, like, stopped and, like, looked over there and was just like, who is is this? And then, you know, he walked. To, and she didn't even look so you know she was talking with dana brooke and i believe mickey james um after that ambrose uh got cut to he was hanging out in that area uh that like he got a key to the undertaker room um 
he uh, said, is it right versus wrong? Is it age-old conflict? Empathy versus animal instinct? Right? Me all all the time? Wrong? Me having to defend the belt against two dudes? It's wrong that they both got their way into the match. He said he hates Memphis, and no one's going to take away his belt. Ambrose, uh, yeah, just cutting a promo, just... He kind of he kind of has a point about Seth Rollins and all these IC title shots he keeps getting that he doesn't deserve. Like, you know, we just had Shane come out four weeks ago and say, you know, title rematches. We passed that, and, and lo and behold, Seth keeps getting opportunities. Uh, you know, they like to call them opportunities, not title shots. I guess yeah. you know, more the more syllables, the better. So yeah, he kind of has a point there. So, um, wow, I, I wrote this down in my notes. Gender versus Mahal. I meant gender versus Balor um, happened. So, Balor got attacked during his entrance, and um, they did the big tease like it was going to be a squash where uh, Finn would recover really fast. But, unfortunately, that's not what happened. So, <laughs> gender hit him with a uh, super kick out of the gate and um, clubbed him three, went for a three count. Balor kicked out at two. Gender hit him three times with clubbing forearms and immediately went into the rest holds. So, like, it was, like, record time. Uh, I've ever seen somebody drop into a chin lock. They ended up outside, and we went to break. They went on about how Finn is small. We were back from break, and Jinder was stomping him. Ended up back in another rest hold. Not really exciting at all. It's just, like... They, I, I'm convinced they only like Finn Balor wrestling Jinder Mahal because of the aesthetic. They've wrestled seven times now since like last summer, uh, and Finn has won every single match, um, thankfully. And yeah, Finn beat him with his finish, which is fine. Get him out of here, like. And this one, you can tell. Well, they're not gonna have his dude fight twice if he's not gonna win, like. Maybe a rookie thinks so, but um, would you? Did you think anything of that match, James? <laughs> no, the match sucked. It had nothing to do with Finn Balor. It had everything to do with Jinder Mahal. He's not a good wrestler in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, but uh, the second that they, he called out Finn Balor, um, uh, I knew that like okay, so that means he's going to. They're, they're setting. They're giving the babyface odds to overcome and, and, and to impress. So I was like, okay, yep, good job. Good, good job. So uh, Leo Rush uh, told us that Lashley's the dude we need as the champion. He's going to be the ISC champ whether we want it or not. And Dean and Seth better come correct or not at all. We got up next Bobby Lashley versus Ambrose versus Rollins. A ridiculous Seth Rollins promo uh, followed uh, this here. He said, it might be my last chance uh, for the IC title. That's life. You never know what uh, chance is your last. I'm going to make the best of it by kicking Dean uh, down his throat. He said, my brother Roman Reigns had the courage to tell the world he had uh, leukemia. And I forgot what he said from there, but it was like. He also mentioned how how uh, Dean uh, Dean and them shared tears uh, with with Roman. And then hours later, right. he, was, he, was stab- he stabbed me in the back. And you know, and then he continued on. I'm like, dude, stop bringing this shit up. Try to get yourself as far away from Dean Ambrose right now as possible, so we can just pretend this shit never existed. We can only, and we can just focus on remembering your two, y'all 2014-2015 feuds. We don't remember this ever again. Y'all, this yep. is awful. He said. Uh, then he went on about real, uh, look, real, real leukemia over in, in a fake ass in a fake ass feud. Like, uh, we done with this. And it, y'all keep changing what y'all wanted to what y'all want this feud to be about every single time. Just get get rid yeah. of it. Move on. We just want to run our MIB erasing our memories. Yes. Hit the flash button. Um, he said he went on 
further to direct his stuff at Bobby Lashley and said, physiques will only get you so far. What matters is bell to bell. Does Seth Rollins know what company he wrestles in? I don't know, man. I don't know. Does he know, know who does he know who the booker is? <sighs> Apparently not. Uh, and then he did he the are you getting do you I'm remember the line he it. said? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. He said what matters is bell to bell. Uh, and no one in the world can do what he does in this ring. James. On a worldwide basis, was Seth Rollins one of even the twenty best wrestlers last year? Um, keep in mind, like I don't really watch as much Mexico or um or I don't watch all Japan, need, but you, you but, don't but even, even but Mexico. even with that the answer is no. Yeah, no. you don't even need Mexico. You can look at Europe and you can look at Japan. No, Seth. Yeah. Just just a flat no. And and if you I, listen to this show and you only watch WWE, take our word for it. And it's not like a thing, like an anti-WWE thing. This is like, no. look, you, you can pull up the tape. You can pull up the stats. You can pull up literally anything. You can look at what guys are actually doing now and what Seth Rollins is no longer doing in his matches. Yeah, and that's yeah. not even to say like uh, or to talk down on Seth because like Seth can only he's go a out really there good and do what wrestler. He's told what he's being requested to do. Yeah, like and and also like yeah, I can also I also feel like you know you compare like the 2015 Seth or 2014 Seth to what he is now, and I still think he was a better wrestler back then. Um, but whatever. Um, and like this as a person that right as of right now, like I show you that Rey Mysterio shirt. Another one of the shirts I bought was uh, was that was uh, the Seth freaking Rollins shirt too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I f- I feel like I'm kind of being fair here. Like the dude's a really good wrestler, but like, nah, he, he as far as any, doing anything in the ring, like, nah, he's not he's not Kota Bush, he's not Will Ospreay, he's not Ricochet, he's not Phoenix. He, like, you know, you keep going through all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's, I, it's, hey, it's he's not almost. Yeah, it, yeah. I look that and might that, that might be that might be the real discussion you want to have. And apparently, he's still not even old or you know early forties, Ray. Yeah, <laughs> I, look, these, look, these are we are going to start a dialogue. Like, <laughs> like we we got plenty of these. Uh, we 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 gonna get to Alexa later because I think we it's time to talk about it. Like MGK said, let's talk about it. But okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. Rollins. Good God. So. Um. He got in some offense early. Uh. Until they started basically getting double teamed, and then I don't know how it happened. Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. After all these months, after all this cancer, all this. All the beatdowns. Beat all the beatdowns. The all turns. Beat the hell out of each other. The promos, which are like weird the lukewarm match they had the intense match they had last the burning week. of the flat jacket remember when they burned the flat jacket yes. for the symbolism yes these two dudes hooked it up and started helping each other in this match this is stupid as fuck y'all been quote unquote at war now y'all want to stomp someone out like it's all good it doesn't work like that chief i immediately checked out on the match and this wasn't even in the service of something like um, of, of, you know, creating further storytelling or building something for down the line. This is just something to do in the middle of a match. This absolutely was not Johnny Gargano. This absolutely was not like 
uh, Tommaso Ciampa hopping his monkey ass into that cage to uh, to help him, help uh, Johnny Gargano beat Aleister Black a few weeks back. This absolutely was not even that. They just went out there and just like, well, it'll pop the crowd. Great, it'll pop the crowd. This this is these are our heroes. Like like that old Nas song. <laughs> are our heroes <laughs> oh my god um so after that alexa bliss uh apparently uh there was she there was a pa walking around the uh, back with some coffee he knocks on the door and it's he walks in for some reason when she doesn't answer and he's like i have your coffee and then they turn around and alexa has no top on she obviously is like covered up in the front uh, with like a jacket and I was like, wow, they got Alexa undressing out here for the clout now. Yeah, and just like, what was that, four or five weeks ago, they had Corbin hit on her? Yeah. Like, give her a promotion immediately, said, I look good, you look good. <laughs> like, okay, so I think I know what the, what the reason for why they decided to do this. Like, it wasn't obvious, but I have to think about it. I think what happened was, or what their idea was, is that they had her get ran in on so the camera sees her. So then when she does the moment of bliss thing with Heyman, Otis comes out and Otis is aroused because he saw some skin. I think that's what they were trying to oh do. Oh my god. I think that's what they were trying to do. Oh my god. But they didn't they didn't tie it together or maybe they'll explain it next week. I hope they don't I hope they drop it dead because yeah. it was so awkward and terrible. But I think that might have been what they were going for, but like it never, it never connected at all. So they put like the that Alexa clip up on YouTube, and it's done like astronomical numbers. Of course, it led to nothing in the show. It was like just weird. I was like, oh, so they got a blonde getting naked, quote unquote, or implied nudity on this show with one blonde, and then over on SmackDown, they've been doing the implied nudity with Mandy Rose. I see what y'all are doing. Um, and, and first of all, like, maybe, like, this also is, like, continuing, like, the workplace harassment thing, and she can show, like, Corbin hitting on her. Like, this this PA walking in on her, um, or whatever, maybe, but I... I do one, you really want to make... One can I mean, only WWE's hope. done a lot worse, but, like, do you really want to make, like, a per, like a, a, a harassment, a workplace harassment uh, victim a heel? I would actually use that like but the the thing is they would have to show all these she, she has to come out here with all these clips and be like y'all treat me like trash like and then play all this stuff and that's how she turns baby face like i don't know it, it would take I, but you know it, but yeah. you know how vince is vince vince hates lawyers yeah. um except for the ones he, he hires himself so you know every time there's a lawyer angle it's always a heel angle or or she's gonna come out there and say um yeah i want to i want to shot the belt or whatever and if i have all this video proof of harassment on, on me and i will go to the, to the authorities or whatever if you don't <laughs> I, you know, bend to my I, I will be like that randy orton if i have to i'll go to the papers yes i'll go to the papers <laughs> <sighs> yeah either way I, it doesn't seem like anything worthwhile could come out of this but no, nothing nothing good will come of this i can almost guarantee it so uh, we got the uh, moment of bliss. Uh, Alexa announced that the new women's tag team champions would be decided inside the elimination chamber next month in Houston. 
with three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown, and she unveiled the title belts, which had gold and silver plates on a white strap. Very good-looking belts. Yeah. I think these are the best-looking belts that they have on the main roster. Yep. So um, she welcomed her guest, uh, Paul Heyman, and Heyman ran down uh, Lesnar's potential opponents. He said that Suplex City was built on the carcass of hustle, loyalty, and respect. Uh, he propped up McIntyre and said that he's one day he's gonna gonna be good like like Mark Henry you gonna be good boy <laughs> but um, not yet and he started talking about Corbin and then all of a sudden Otis Dozovich came on stage and he was I don't know what the fuck he was talking about and it looked cringe as fuck and I'm like I didn't watch Otis Dozovich at NXT. Like, as far as, like, what he was doing character-wise, I've seen him like, sometimes at the Largo Loop House shows. This he, is stupid. Okay. This is bad. This is awful. This was not what he was doing at all. I, like, I hope not. He, he was just being a, he was just being a likable goof who was, like, energetic and, like, was basically doing, like, um, Chris Farley humor. That's pretty much that's pretty much what he was doing. But he got what he's getting himself over. And, like, if you go back and look at the, like, you know, so a lot of his match, a lot of the heavy machinery matches on NXT, like recently, have been very good. And he also had a match, um, a singles match, in one of the main events against Ciampa, and that match was very good as well. Like Do- Dozovich is like is literally like he's the Sean, and like Tucker is the Janetti, absolutely. But you know height, and you know events like when you're corky like like Dozovich, he's gonna love him or hate him. And right now, I don't know which one it is. Yeah, it, it all the stuff that's happened to him thus far, it don't like we don't know what the fuck this is. It was awkward. It was cringe. It was like, why is this on my screen? Get the fuck off my TV! Like yeah, when I was, was watching this. Um, yeah, I, I I was just like watching like I it, it hit me as if like this was going like as if he just went out there and it was like he went off book. And he just came out there on his own, and I, I was like, wait, what is he? What? How? What? What's going on here? And so I'm like literally on the edge of my seat, and I'm like in shock. Like, what? I, I I do not know what's going on. Anything is possible right now. And then they went off air just abruptly, and I was just like, "This is like this is one of the worst angles of the one of the worst segment TV segments of the year Already. so far. Like, this is be put on the list and archived so when we get to the end of the year, we can be like." Remember when Alexa Bliss had another bad talking segment, even though she's supposed to be this great talking character? I think it's time to talk about it. So. We've got them Sasha and Bailey segments. We've got this. Yeah, we got both of them. We got both of them. We got, got this Ronda. is your life part two. We got that. We got the we got, the Ronda and uh, Sasha when they set it up last week, and then like the bitch went line and yeah, until the bitch until Sasha line. came out there and, and literally saved her with that line at the end. Right. Where's the great yep. talker? Everybody talking about. Like. She's had her moments, like, you know, specifically when she did the whole thing with the live mic deal going in last year's WrestleMania. Uh-huh. When she's, like, burying Nia. Like, that was a great job. But, <coughs> you know, I um, mean, you know, people really liked her after the Elimination Chamber last year. I disagree, but because you clearly knew that was a fake out, but whatever, people bought it. And she's clearly a, comp- she's clearly a talented talker, but... You can be a talented talker all you want to, but if you keep stacking up these bad talking segments, we have to talk talking about this because, like, what if that's your talent? Then you gotta start getting on base. Yeah. And the Miz gets on base, Jericho gets on base, John Cena gets on base. 
It's incredible. Um, so, Jackie, let's get some base. Yeah. Um, so Bliss basically told him that uh, this wasn't a moment of Otis, uh, and he rambled until Tucker ran out there and grabbed him, and he apologized to Alexa, and then this, Heyman just walked off, and he- Heyman never got to talk about Finn Balor or anything. It just ended. So after that, we had the fa- yep, we had the uh, fatal four way match with Finn Balor, John Cena, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. Um, I didn't think this was a bad match. I thought it was like above average. Uh, Finn Balor ended up getting the win by. Um, hitting John Cena with the double feet after John Cena took a Claymore. Um, so it was like a two finisher type of deal. Finn Balor got put over really big um, on, you know, by Cena afterward. And we get that Balor versus Brock Lesnar match that we probably should have got a year ago. So it was, uh, it, this is a big win. And, and you know, yeah. For any time you can beat John Cena clean with with no bullshit, this is another dude that John Cena can point to and be like, "I did a job. I made a guy." Yeah. So I have a question about uh, between Saturday's takeover, yeah, um, UK takeover, and tonight with Cena. And I and I've said this to you ever since like the first time I ever saw Balor's finish. When is he going to change that finish before he ends up turning the ankle? Or busting it, or busting his um uh, tailbone, or literally breaking someone's rib. Like, what is this going to change? I don't know. Because it looked because the two he gave on Saturday and today looked brutal. It was like I'm landing with all of my body weight right onto y'all, right onto y'all torsos. Y'all have to do it because I am not bumping onto my back, onto my tailbone again. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Um. When when Cena took it, like. It was just like he writhed in pain. Like, I don't know if Cena's that good of a seller or what, but I think the ankle turn thing is a real possibility because he doesn't flip through it. Like, I don't know if you remember, um, you remember the old WWE 2K12 uh, deal when you had Jacob Cat- Jacob Cass and they gave you that high flyer move set and the move off the top rope was the double foot stomp and then you roll through it. And I've seen like a lot of different wrestlers like roll through after the foot stomp. And oh, yeah, you mean like basically what Balor does whenever someone rolls out the way. Right. Like he doesn't Except with a human there. Right. Yeah, I get he, he, he doesn't do it with the human there. Like he just says, fuck it, bow, and then I'm just going straight down. Yeah. Would it would it be better if he like kind of like landed on him kinda halfway and then rolled off of it? Or what? I mean, the old way he used to do it where he basically mostly took the impact on his tailbone made sense until you're like how many times are you gonna do this before you like you start getting waking up like feeling terrible the next day and i think we're probably at that point like it's kind of like when you watch sasha do meteoras now where it's like you see she ain't going down on the floor on her knees anymore she's landing on her feet and it looks bad because she's probably waking up and like my knees have felt like shit now because i've done this a thousand times yeah and balor's like you know, he's only getting older. Like he's like 37 now. So, I mean, like it ain't nothing. Just got to add up. another finisher. Yeah. I, I think he should, he should think about, um, like an impact move. Like I know he has the bloody Sunday deal. They haven't ever really used it as a finisher on the roster. Um, and <clears throat> I, I, I agree. He should, he should work on either like a submission. Um, he should have, he should have one of each and get to it yeah. and because when you are a main event guy you need like like aj styles he has a calf crusher he has a phenomenal forearm styles clash you hit you any of any of them 
Daniel Bryan. He has the yes lock. He had or the LaBelle lock and, and the knee, like Cena. You know, AA and uh, STF. Uh, Kurt Angle. He had the angle slam, um, ankle lock. Like it's it's a thing. Like he like yeah. Lesnar has the F five and the Kimura. Right. He hasn't used a Kimura in a while, but he was using it for a while. So um, Undertaker has ten finishers. Correct. Um, <laughs> but um, overall, I did not hate this episode of Raw. Uh, I thought there were a couple weird things, like the Otis thing, and of course the Jinder Mahal match was dreadful. And um, but I, I think it was a solid like thing where they they did like a story, uh, like a story lo- or show long storyline. Um, and they did a title change with Bobby Lashley winning the IC belt. I, I don't even, yeah, I, I remember that, but I, I think it's good that Ambrose and Rollins can be freed of that. If that happens to continue, uh, they don't need that. It'll give Lashley something, um, because he's just been a disappointment in just about every sense of the word. And I don't know, like, like with, with Lashley going forward, do you expect anything now, or you know, is is a light gonna go off? No, they threw that. No, they they threw that title back into a trash can, just like like Medusa did. That's just <laughs> like, no, like no, he's 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 wet dope. You you can't sell that. Um, oh yeah. So, so anyway, speaking of Lashley, like he's the tenth. He's the tenth black IC champion. Can you name the other nine? All right, I'm going to I'm going to attempt this. Ahmed Johnson is yep. one. Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Kofi Kingston. Yep. The Rock. Yep. And now it gets tough. Um, Big E. Yep. Ooh, there there must be people in the mid 2000s that I just can't remember or know about. Um, you're forgetting one from the Attitude Era, The Godfather. You well, that's one, but there's also another one that uh, that you're gonna hate unless if you don't get it. D'Lo Brown. Ah, there you go. Uh, All right, we got two more, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, we got D'Lo Brown. He, he's somebody that you'll be surprised to actually find out that he actually was the the, the IC champ because you figured like he was too big for that. Hmm. Booker T. Yep, that's exactly what I was trying to hit it to. And then there's one more. Can you guess it? One more. Can I get a clue? Hmm. Um. He's gigantic and muscular. Gigantic and muscular. Gigantic and muscular. He was around in like the. He was around in like the late aughts. Oh. <sighs> Let's see. It's not MVP. No. It is Ezekiel. Yep, it is Ezekiel Jackson. Yep, that's exactly who it is. Unbelievable. Congratulations. (laughs) Yep. I I was going to say Brian Kendrick, but that would have given it away. Yep. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, congratulations, Bobby Lashley. Joined an elite club, you know. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Um, You know, you you want to do the the WWE champions next, James? Oh, oh yeah. There's there's one. Can you name him? <laughs> the Rock. <laughs> Congratulations, you you did it. Anyway, that's going. Fifty, 50 WWE champions. Sorry, uh, 
yeah, 50 WWE champions. Yep. One of them. You know. One yeah. of, one of them is from of the of the African diaspora. Yep. One. We will be back uh to review uh Tuesday night SmackDown. They made they let Jenna Mahal be champion, y'all. Unbelievable. Welcome back. It is time for James to review the SmackDown Live portion of the program. James, what went on on SmackDown? Yeah, uh, SmackDown Live, January 15th, 2019, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, Becky Parks for SUV. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say roll tide, but I'm a Florida State fan, so I can't. I, I don't really. And I got it. No. Yeah, anyway, I'll mess with that. Uh, so. Uh, Becky Becky Lynch parks her SUV backstage in a non-parking area. Uh, the fly ref, I believe, name is Kayla Braxton. I'm starting to remember that. Now I can't use that anymore. Uh, ask her, um, ask her some stupid question uh, as she uh, steps out of the vehicle. Becky scoffs at the idea of having to wait, having to wait uh, to ask a question that we all know the answer to, and. Uh, she says she's going to answer it while and then heads to the ring. So she then um, takes a takes a few steps and then uh, turns around and tosses the keys to Kayla to to legally park the SUV for. Her. But Kayla doesn't even come close to catching these keys and then uh, warrants instant bum of the week consideration and, and almost record time. <laughs> so uh, the camera pans over to the new day and um, heavy machinery as heavy machinery are mixing eggs and what appears to be like processed frozen meat into a protein shake leave in uh the new day are just disgusted by this by this heinous act so they mix it and blend it up and uh and then otis takes a swig of the concoction and looks kind of pleased with it and then while everybody else around him in the new day is just disgusted so next thing you know becky comes to the shot she uh she grabs a pitcher she grabs a pitcher of the fuckery takes a gulp uh tastes it kind of considers it and then says it's weak and then she walks off and it hits the gorilla that shit too so, weak too weak for the man yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> then she uh so then she uh walks down to the ring and then she uh she says everybody's playing catch up ball more or less uh and and um and some of the roster are trying to do do it like how she did it to break through uh she says that some of the roster are trying to generate some buzz to build hype and um, she says that when she was a SmackDown uh, Live Women's Champion, she was a talk in the industry uh, and says that as when she, when she lost the title, the title has now lost steam. Um, and she brings up Asuka, uh, the champion, of course, the title holder, and says that uh, you look back at, as soon as she's speaking about hype, you can look back at her debut. And when she debuted on the main roster, she had undefeated streak that she took in the WrestleMania 34. And it turned out that it, that was only just hype that spiraled after, and uh, or there's only just hype. And then she, after she lost, she spiraled. And then she mentioned that Oscar lost to Master Charlotte, who uh, Becky so happens to have beaten the piss out of for the past five months. So, um, so then, uh, so she kind of she brings up how Os- how Oscar's catchphrase is that uh, she's she's uh, no one's ready for her. Um, but she said the, the real question is, is Oscar really ready for her? So Oscar comes down to the ring and she gets on the mic and says that Becky is a little B, uh, but with no sting. And after a Royal Rumble, um, she won't be in Charlotte's shadow. She'll be in Oscar's. And then she lets out a gigantic scream. 
And then ne- and as next thing you know, the Iconics come down. Just terrible. <sighs> yeah. So uh, Billy Case uh, starts and says that uh, Oscar, that's how that's not how a proper champion behaves, making scary faces and threats. Hey. Where's the dignity? Where's the class? Hey, how would the Iconics know what champions are supposed to act like? I thought the same thing, Rich. So I'll scratch. So I'll scratch out the next line in my note, and I'll move on from there. So uh, Peyton Royce then addresses uh, that bully Becky, and uh, Billy dubs her as Bossy Becky, and then they laugh her ass off as the crowd groans. Uh, and then she says she's Bossy Becky, and that's typical uh, behavior from from a man. The crowd kind of like, uh. Uh, because they're in, because of course they're in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. They don't really know about toxic masculinity and that, or they don't really talk about that sort of thing. Anyway, um, uh, they you say it doesn't matter who wins the title. Sorry, I was gonna say they're gonna see that Gillette commercial and it's gonna let them know. Oh God! So um, anyway, they uh, she uh, the iconic say it doesn't matter who wins the title match because the, they're going to win the Royal Rumble and then the tag belts, the women's tag belts, and they're going to make. WrestleMania absolutely iconic. Could you so, imagine? No, I will stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Becky turns to Oscar and says she'll show her why she's the talk of the industry. And then she asks which iconic uh, wants to be made an example of right here in, in Birmingham, Alabama for the cheap uh, Foley pop. And as that happens, uh, after uh, the, the challenge is thrown down, each iconic tries to offer each other up as member in tribute of the next Humber, Hunger Games, apparently, because they were both saying, you you go, no, you go. So we come back from commercial break, and um, Becky paint brushes Peyton Royce, uh, and they roll on the floor. Uh, Becky returns uh, returns her, uh, goes for a pin, a rolling, uh, a rolling uh, solo butt, uh, and then goes for a disarmor, but, Roy, but Royce gets away. Um, we get a whip into a, into the a drop kick and then Becky fires up. Um, we get a, a backslide for a two count, an arm drag into a kneeling arm bar. And, and, and then we cut to the back and see Lacey Evans watching backstage. Um, Peyton is surviving shot, uh, a really long arm bar attempt. Becky oh. then rolls out. Hmm? Yeah. I was going to say, I, um, I like the Lacey outfit on day two better than the day one outfit. Oh, the Carmen saying, yeah, you ain't like that. What yeah wasn't what didn't didn't really roll for me on that one. Gotcha. So, <laughs> all right. So then, um. Anyway, uh, after the arm bar, Becky rolls out of it and then hits a a, a, a stomp and then follows up. Uh, and it, and then uh, Peyton rolls to safety. Uh, Becky has a baseball slide. Uh, and then they go back inside and then Royce catches her with the right hand and then follows a flurry of punches for a near fall. Uh, right. You get right hands in the corner. Uh, Becky cuts her off with a knee, some forearms, a whip reverse, uh, a corner lariat, uh, that staggers Becky, um, clubbing blows, uh, from, uh, Peyton, uh, a, a choke on the ropes, uh, overhead elbows, Becky recovers and then, uh, hits a battering, uh, ran forearm at the corner. Um, Peyton rolls to the outside into Billy Kay's arms, and then she follows after, and Becky follows after her, uh, and Payton then takes advantage um, uh, for a cover. Um, and then we go to commercial break. We come back commercial break, and um, and Payton is in control. Uh, we get a roll. We get a, a, a chin lock, uh, Lynch uppercuts, 
again gets into a loop fast press. Um, we get an exploder suplex. Uh, we get a back elbow, a mule kick in the corner. Payton goes for a reverse roundhouse kick for a cover. Uh, only for a two count. Then Becky just randomly slaps on a, a, a disarmor and taps her out. Like it was just one of those. I'll give you. I'll give you stuff. I'll give you stuff. I'll give you stuff. No rhyme or reason. Slap of my finisher on and beat you. It's time. I thought this was yeah. all right. I, I think it's the best. Like Peyton Royce has looked in ages uh, in the ring, and uh, anytime Becky can get a solid TV win to keep the momentum going, I don't have a problem with it. And it wasn't like it was a badly wrestled match. Yeah, I did like so, the Oscar match a little more though. Oh yeah, a lot, a lot more efficient. A whole lot more efficient. So I, I don't uh, know why Peyton Royce had to be that competitive with Becky Lynch, but. Got to give her some. Yeah, I mean, got to give one of them some. Somebody got to look. Somebody got to prove that they are that uh, they're not Genetti, right? Right. You know, because they love to break them up. They love to break up uh, groups. Anyway, um, so after the so after the submission, Oscar, who was sitting at ringside, slides into the ring uh, and through only body language and what feels and sounds like uh, Japanese cuss words, clearly demands a match with Billy Kay. So. Anybody that's uh, listening to this that can translate, please let us know. We're pretty sure those are cuss words. I don't need no translation. I clearly, I clearly could tell that she wanted, to, she wanted to beat the piss out of uh, out of Billy Kay. And, and you want to see my notes for this next match? Sure. Oscar squashes this fucking geek. Poor Billy Kay's only officer was a schoolboy. Oscar lock, tap out, game, go home. Yeah. So then Becky slides uh, into the ring. Uh, and her and Oscar have an intense face-off. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, Styles, AJ Styles' music hits, and it breaks the tension as the tension then moves on to him. He comes out, he circles the ring, comes back around to the uh, the, the, the to the opposite side of the uh, hard camera uh, barricades, hops over, and then walks up the stairs, up the 100 section, and then out to the arena concourse. So we come back from commercial break, and AJ Styles is at the front of the concession stands, rallying up the fans. Uh, he's got a he's got a, a table full of hot dogs and, and and different food like pop like popcorn and soda lined up. And um, he says that people spend their hard earned money to be here, and that means they should do what what makes them happy. And if that means in the hot dogs, so be it. Uh, he says he's going to kick Daniel Bryan's ass at Royal Rumble and take his title back. And he punctuates his point by throwing T-shirts in the crowd. Hey. So, uh, so you mean to tell me AJ Styles had a bunch of fast food set up for uh, a bunch of people? No, I'm not. It's not what I'm saying. <laughs> it, it, it looked kind of familiar. Oh man. Okay, so all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, uh, a, a a hooded goon comes from the crowd and start and, and, and starts to fight AJ Styles. And it turns out to be Daniel, the WWE champion, Daniel Bryan. Yes. Ambush. <laughs> so, uh, so they, they start fighting them through the food. They start slipping and sliding everywhere, busting their ass on that hard tile. <laughs> um, then Styles uh, gets a double leg and uh, and actually, like, you know, double leg or spine bust, whatever you want to call it, through, a, through, a, through the hot dog table. And they're just falling everywhere. So... I mean, hey, so Brian got to go up. Brian got to go on the bum a week, right? Yeah, if you run up, and so so hold on. Before we get to that, 
I just want to know how this came to happen. Like, did was Daniel Bryan sitting backstage saw AJ Styles like walking and doing his entrance and walking out, and yes. he was like, "Oh fuck this, I'm about to <laughs> like, 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 did he already know exactly what the fuck was going on, or was he already camped out like waiting for him?" I think what happened is he saw him go up the concourse and thought, "I know what I just did last week," and then he saw, and then he saw he got. I think he saw him go up the concourse. As they went to commercial break, he got he got his he got his stuff on, and then he look at the TV and he sees him cutting that promo, saying that people spend their hard on money, get to spend on whatever they want or whatever else, blow off steam or whatever. Uh, and these are, and and being one of the people, he's like, oh F, oh f that, you you out here ruining you out here ruining the environment with them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had to fight him for, for for the culture, yes. literally. Yes, you are you are ruining the ozone layer, sir. Yeah, so he went out yeah, there and yeah, said, I'm going to handle it. Look, we, we will put Dan Bryan into consideration. Well, I'm sure we'll go through and uh, we'll, we'll see. Because <laughs> you can't so, just show up and lose no fight. Like, like it just nah, don't work. Like, you immediately, yeah, you're immediately considered. So we go backstage with Usos. Uh, when a man, when a geek delivers him a present, uh, uh, Jay reads uh, the card from Jimmy and is about who, and it's about whoever sent it is a naughty girl that needs to be uh, locked up in the Uso penitentiary. Boy. He finishes a note, and of course, it's for Manny Rose. Uh, there's a key to Manny's hotel room in the box, and asks Jimmy what he's going to do. But uh, or sorry, uh, Jimmy asks asks Jay what he's going to do, but his brother is is completely just uncertain. Which is like, you're on camera, guy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a bad look. Yeah, you'd be like, oh no. You better know. You better hey, figure it the fuck out. Give the key to your brother. Like, <laughs> I thought I thought that was what they were doing all along, but apparently not. Okay, so Samoa Joe is walking backstage, and he runs into EC3, who's flexing in front of a mirror. Oh my and then, god, he looked like Samoa, such a fucking geek. And then Samoa Joe looks at him and like just just shakes his head in disappointment and disgust like bro Samojo looked at him like he would have struck him but he felt sorry for for that dude and his popcorn muscles I, I think that man said I need to save this I need to save my energy because there's only so much ass whack I'm allowed to whoop uh per show he had, this, he had a quota he had a quota you can't just be putting all the roster uh on the shelf bro so this man EC3 right think about what this man just did he didn't have a match he literally shows up, flew to the city, appeared on Raw backstage, almost naked, drove to the next town. He was not booked on Raw, mind you. He didn't have a match. They didn't let him know ahead of time he would be wrestling. He didn't answer an open challenge. Nothing. Then he hops his ass in the car. Quick question. Do you really want EC3 to answer an open challenge? I'm just getting to something. So okay, yeah. okay. So they're in Memphis, Tennessee, and then they got to drive to uh, Birmingham. Birmingham. So that's what two hundred, three hundred miles. Ooh, uh, I mean, Memphis, Memphis. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not that long. Okay, it's probably it's probably like two. I'd probably say two hundred miles. So he drove. He did like a three hour drive to get to the next town. He does the same exact thing because that was so successful Monday night and getting him on the show. He sets instead of this time, just actually trying to pursue a match. He sets up a camera backstage or excuse me. He sets up a mirror backstage, puts the grease on 
flexes in front of it and he's just there like how, did he know the camera was just going to be there what was the point of this this was re- this was real geekdom right here man just I, I, kept, I, went entirely to another city got got damn near, he he did his gimmick he undressed just like in the in the, in the uh, video package and he was just back there hanging out i don't get it man man i'm telling you bro that man's gimmick is that man slangs. Never mind. I'm, that man is selling. That man is selling his body. That's the best way. I'll. That's the best way I'll leave it at. I, you know. Okay. So uh, yeah. So it's it's actually it's actually more like two hundred and fifty miles. Okay. Between uh, Birmingham and uh, Memphis, but yeah. So he drove two hundred fifty okay. miles to do that. Congratulations. <laughs> you just played yourself. <laughs> so. I'm lost in these notes now. Okay, so, um, yeah, so we come back from commercial break, and um, commentary talks about uh, the fabulous shoots our uh, vacation at WWE headquarters, and then we get a slideshow of you know dancing and around the, the office and around different uh, corporate geeks, and you know apparently they were allowed in Triple H and Vince's office or one of their offices, which was shocking to me. But anyway, Triple H. I mean, like, it was the boardroom. Like, lock my uh, door. Yeah. So I remember. I mean, also remember last time Russell came through. They, you know, he it was Brock Lesnar breaking it up. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Like that's got you know, it had to be got some real heat there. You know, you go break into a rich motherfucker's office and you break things. Anyway, um, so. We're getting a backstage interview with with Andrade and, and Zelina. Almas says that Mysterio was his idol, but last week he showed him that times have changed and he's the future. Vega says, uh, "What year is it?" and uh, and then it says it's time to focus on the future, a future in which Almas beats Ray, wins the Royal Rumble, wins the WWE champion, and then wins the WWE Championship at uh, WrestleMania. That's a, that's a future that I'd like to see, um, at least parts of that, anyway. So. Uh, I guess we're starting to get a match for Samoa Joe versus Mustafa Ali, but um, as Ali's making his entrance, uh, Samoa Joe blindsides him, uh, hits hits him in the corner with some elbows and Seguri combination. He beats him down all the way to the floor out of the ring. Uh, He he throws to a ring post. This is 100% Mustafa Ali's fault. He was he's clearly showed that he knew he was wrestling Samoa Joe tonight. He did not watch tape. He did not scout. Nope. He did not prepare. This is how Samoa Joe gets down. He will jump you before the match. Ask Brock Lesnar about it. Ask Roman Reigns about it. Mustafa, AJ, Styles. AJ Styles. Mustafa Ali turned his back on this man. And when you turn your back on Samoa Joe, these are the things that happen to you. Uh, didn't he, did, he, uh, did he ever get Jeff? Yes. I, okay. I'm pretty sure he got Jeff. Yeah. So let's see what else he did to him. Um, yeah. Threw him to the ring post. Uh, uh, you know, referee calls for the medic for medical geeks. Uh, the match is called off. Uh, Joe comes back from more. He starts hammering uh, Ollie with headbutts. Uh, he starts dragging uh, Ollie to his feet and screaming, uh, screaming in his face. And he throws him into the post for a second time. And he basically like, he does like the the lariat spin deal off of the off the bar, off the uh, ring post. Uh, then he comes back for a third time, and then he uh, he goes for a power bomb. He goes for a power bomb, and then he suddenly chooses to throw him uh, into the barricade instead of through the table. So, 
we go backstage to Mandy and Sonya's superstar locker room. Boy. And you could and you could tell it was their locker room because it has all their uh all of their merchandise like just up on the walls, like like tacked onto the walls. Because that's how, you know That's how you anyways, show ownership. That's how dressing rooms work, apparently. Uh so Sonya tells Mandy that she's stressing out and asks her if she's sure she wants to give out her hotel key like that. Mandy says she's sure, and she says that she can't stand Naomi, so if she can make her life the slightest bit more miserable, she will. She, and then she says she's going to break her marriage uh, to Jimmy up, and then she walks off, leaving Sonya... Um, then leaving Sonya in a very, like, conflicted uh, uh, facial expression. Bruh, Mandy Rose is the devil. I'm going to move on. Commentary hypes up Miz's birthday uh, party with Shane. Um, this is a discussion for a whole different type of real. I think I think I think that uh, the suplexes and Shea Butter podcast will be able oh, to yes. handle. Uh, oh yes. that that di- uh, uh, this storyline much better than um, than we ever could. Yeah, there's some All there's I some things that they that... can say. There's some things that they can say that I just can't. Yeah, or should I? And I had this thought, and actually, somebody else tweeted it. Uh, at, at Alicia with Flair tweeted this. She said, "I'm crying." Is this Mandy, Naomi, Jimmy storyline the live version of the movie Obsessed? And I, I had the same thought. I was like, "Oh my god!" Is Obsessed a Beyonce movie? Yes, where she was beating you know the hell, the, beating the hell out of that white you know, woman, you, you know, Ali Larder. Exactly. That's why I've been saying all. That's exactly what I was saying the Ali Larder thing or like a week or two ago because it's like. This is exactly what they're doing. Anyway, um, you know how many people are listening to this podcast? Like, what the hell is obsessed? Like, Beyonce's done movies? Look it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, okay. So, we go backstage with Rey Mysterio walking, um, uh, walking, and then he runs across uh, Nikki Cage, who's shaking the ring, uh, the ring chain, the like the ring fence. Uh, I'm sorry, the chain, the chain fence, and uh, he offers to play with him, and then Ray was like, "I'm too grown for that shit," and then he walks off to the match. Ray Mysterio has wrestled since he was 14 years old. He's been in the business for 30 years. I promise you, some loon shaking a fence has no effect on him. He's seen it all at this point. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Like that man. I mean, like, remember, like, like, was in the same as the boogie. He was in the same locker room as the boogeyman. Correct. Like that. That man w- is out there. Um, you know, coming from AAA in Mexico. I imagine he's uh, seen some ridiculous gimmicks in his time. He he was in the ECW locker room at one point. He was in the WCW locker room at one point. Uh, along oh. with along the Dungeon of Doom. So uh, he's seen it all. Yeah, like he—he he probably walked by like he's goddamn uh, young ass kids. Like, it is funny to, to imagine because like it actually has to be true though. But it is funny like the idea of like a shortened like big homie, but he's short in stature. Yes, like that is, that is kind of funny. Yes, like he like he's all head, but he's little. Like that's funny. Yep, he, he's okay, like so, he, he is Chris Paul. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> like, 
like, like imagine I'm dead serious. Like you go like come 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 sit up, like the old Ernie Ladd deal. Come sit underneath the learning tree, Bruh, I'm taller than the learning tree. I, 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 there's no shade for me here. There's oh, no shade. <laughs> All right, so anyway, Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cien Almas. Are you ready, Rich? I am ready. Okay. This match started out like an old WCW Cruiserweight match with both athletes methodically uh, uh, exchanging various holes to show their technical proficiency in between short bursts of quick standing uh, sequences too fast to type down uh, during the first live viewing. Ray lands a couple of head scissors and then lands a third one to set up Almas for a 619. Almas catches Ray in a ledger chair position and then Ray uh, takes them over by the ropes and then gives what can only be described as a Royal Rumble, uh, like a, a tumble over the top rope. But somehow, Almas lands on the floor on his feet and, and then with Ray still in the electric chair position. Almas transitions Ray to the front and drops him with a sit-out uh, power bump on the floor. We come back commercial break with them in the corner as Ray goes for a sunset flip uh, power bomb, but Almas lands on his feet. Ray goes for a K-Brada, but Almas catches him. Ray scurries and turns into a tilt to despite DDT. Almas lands a big back elbow. Ray charges at Almas. Almas toss, uh, hip toss him into the corner. Almas goes to the opposite corner, charges and lands his, his double knees for two. Ray goes to the top rope, but Almas hangs him, hangs off. Hangs. I'm oh, sorry. Almas uh, stops him and hang, gets him to hang off of the second turnbuckle. Almas goes for a top rope to the floor, uh, two foot stomp, but Ray gets out of the uh, gets out from the from the rope and turnbuckle and then shoves. Uh, Almas sending him crashing onto the apron. Ray gets to the top rope as Almas gets to his feet on the apron, and then Ray gives an avalanche hurricanrana off the apron to the floor. Ray then Ray then gets back in the ring, goes to the top rope, and then hits a, a seated senton from the top rope to the floor. Come back from from another commercial break. Ray goes for a reverse hand scissors, but Almas traps Ray against his own back. But Ray is able to scurry out, get his hands free, and is able to turn it into a code red. Ray then lands in Seguri. Almas lands another big back, el uh, big back elbow. Almas hits a double moonsault for a two count. Uh, Ray counters a power bomb into a Canadian destroyer for a two count. Ray goes for a six one nine, but Almas catches him in a fireman's carry position. Ray uh, is able to slide out of uh, off of um, Almas' shoulders and it turns into a crucifix power bomb for two. Ray finally hits a six one nine. Ray uh, goes to the top where to drop a dime, but Zelina Vega goes up on the apron for the distraction. Almas crotches Ray and then drops Ray with a spike hammerlock DDT for the win. This match this was, was incredible. Fine. Yes, it, it was incredible. I Now, <clears throat> they left this man, Andrade San Almas, in catering for every single pay-per-view last year. Had he done this 12 times on pay-per-view, he would have been the pay-per-view wrestler of the year. Yes. I sure. originally, you know, when, it, it, when Ray was coming back to WWE, everyone was like, oh, I want to see him and Almas, him and Almas, him and Almas. And I just, like, was like, they wrestle cool. I'm not, like, really like anxious just to link two Mexican guys together because they're Mexican. But, you know, and I was like, there, there's a lot for both of them to do, but this turned out to be a matchup that worked really well every time it's happened. And it has been really impressive and done a lot for Andrade Cien Almas, who has been, you know, through the first, uh, you know, like through 2019, he was in there with Cena. He's been in there with Ray. I don't know if they're actually going to do something with him from here, but, there's no reason not to at this point. I will, I will hope you use your brain and actually do so after he's torn the house down the past two weeks in a row. Yeah, and he's he's um 
definitely showing that he's had it all along. I'm not shocked, surprised, anything like this. Like, if you were shocked by this, you weren't paying attention close enough. This Absolutely. Dude's, this dude's always had it. Ray is uh, showing that, you know, he's ageless at this point. It, it, it did him a wonder to drop the weight, to go around the world, to get out of the WWE like bubble that had kind of like soured the Ray Mysterio name. Um, he went around the world and commanded high money um, on the Indies yep. because of, you know, his star power and his legend. And during that time he rebuilt his body. He got to wrestle a lot of the other guys around the world and everything like that. And I, you know, he's not, he's not the Ray Mysterio of 1996, but that's unrealistic to ask him to be. But what he is, is a wrestler that clearly learned and got better. Like, and, Yes. Like from the time, you know, the earlier in the decade where he was kind of doing greatest hits, essentially. He yeah. came in. And I don't know. How, yeah. And I don't know how much that is because, like, his body just couldn't handle it. Right. Because of the weight in his knees. Right. And then he came back and there's a whole nother generation of guys for Ray to work with now. And I imagine that Ray has a fire lit under him and he's inspired. He's not Randy Orton who will just uh, perform to the level of give a fuck. Ray always gives a fuck it was like it seemed like yeah. when he has a reason to and ray is super influential in like all of the flyers from this generation they all he, like he's their jordan he's their lebron he's their randy moss like jit Peyton man like any generational person you looked up to and grew up wanting to watch or whatever else in your sport or fake sport what are you going to call it like he was one he was absolutely the guy for the flyers yeah the, these guys and, were... and, and the luchadors these guys were so impressive. It's about time that people open their eyes and notice what Andrade is and what he can be for this company. Like he's, I think he's only 28 years old. He should be around the next 10 years yep. in big positions, wrestling, whoever. And then Ray enjoy this while you can, because you never like, if that was Rey Mysterio's last great match, it was like it would be a hell of a great one to do. But I feel like yes. that guy has plenty left in the tank, like Mark Henry says. <laughs> okay, so I have two more things written down on this match, um, and there's one that, there's one thing that just like I, I I was thinking of it as it was happening. But um, and I'll bring it to you after this. I said this was the best this was the best singles fall on WWE main roster TV that I can remember since like. Cena versus Cesaro uh, during the 2015 Cena U.S. World uh, U.S. Open Challenges, or the Daniel Bryan Cesaro fall in the 2013 Bryan Gauntlet match. This was fucking awesome. Go out of your way to see this match. Tell your lapsed friends uh, to watch this match. Uh, the thing that I was going to say and add on to this is, I watch this match and I see the spot where they do the avalanche. It obviously is not from the top rope to the floor, but I see the spot where it goes from the top rope to the apron to the floor and I'm watching this match and I'm just, I'm transported back to freaking Halloween Havoc and I'm watching, I'm watching Cruiserweight title versus mask match between Eddie and Ray. Like that is the biggest, that's, that is like the biggest, uh, compliment I can give it. I can give Andrade is that like for a second, I felt like I was a kid again, watching Eddie versus Ray. I think that's a great place to leave it. Yeah. So we got to finish this off though, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we get a recap of the Jimmy Uso and um, Jimmy Uso and Manny Rose stuff, and then we cut to Jimmy walking down a hotel hallway. It's amazing how the cameras just follow that man, and he don't like, you know, act any different. Anyway, 
Um, uh, he goes up to the door. We go to commercial break. We come back from the break, and Jimmy's standing in the door. Um, uh, he knocks with some hesitation. He uses the key to let himself in. He steps in, and Mandy is seated in a chair in a sharp black robe, beckoning for him to come closer. Boy. Yeah. Uh, she says the time uh, to play hard is is over, and <laughs> he she takes off her robe to reveal some her uh, her. Uh, let's say undergarments. Uh, she asks uh, what what she thinks his what his wife will think, and uh, and uh, Jimmy says he can't do this and he needs to stop. So Mandy has different ideas, and and then all of a sudden a photographer busts in from the bathroom and starts taking video footage of the whole exchange, uh, like paparazzi, and then runs out the door. So then Manny says this isn't about him. It's about how much she hates Naomi. Uh, she calls Naomi a nobody that will never be as hot as her and that everyone knows it. So uh, when she sees these photos, uh, which which I remind you, you we have uh, the footage of the con- uh, whatever. Uh, basically, uh, she says that once once she see these, sees these photos, it'll destroy her entire life. So Jimmy kind of shrugs it off and leaves, which, and which the next thing you know, the p- camera pans towards the door after Jimmy leaves as Manny makes a shocked face, and it's Naomi. In all dressed yellow. In, dre- dressed, dressed in neon yellow, ready to whoop some ass. I thought we was about so, to see Mandy Rose get sent to the crossroads. So, I, so they immediately start brawling all over the hotel room. It, it's, it's every uh, cat fight you, or relative cat fight you've ever seen. There's a back and forth. Um, and ultimately, uh, Mandy ends up throwing her over uh, a hotel uh, couch and, um, and and scurries out, and then Jimmy comes back in to uh, to kind of uh, gather up Naomi, and Naomi um, is kind of like surprised she got whooped. <laughs> she lost the, the exchange this time, so uh, so then we come back to um, the commentary table, and the commentary table uh, they recap the the women's tag titles from uh, from. Raw yesterday, and then runs through the car for Royal Rumble, uh, and then Miz makes his entrance uh, for the Shane McMahon uh, party, and we go to break. We come back, the camera pans across, and you see the uh, birthday cakes, and Miz presents his assembled his assembled birthday party for for Shane. He gets on the mic and he welcomes us to the best birthday bash in the world. Introduces Shane as one half of the best tag team in the world. Um, Shane sh- uh, shuffles his way to the ring, and the A lister. Uh, wish him a happy birthday on all of our behalf. I, 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 you ain't get my, you ain't get my best regards, sir. One that, sorry, sir. Uh, Shane thanks him in in uh, Birmingham and then says that he appreciates it, but he's a little uncomfortable with the birthday parties because it exposed how old he is. Um, <laughs> Miz says he looks like Chuck, he looks like Chuck E. Cheese before saying that he calls Shane's favorite bakery and he got two cakes. Uh, one of which was Shane points out has a picture of it on him. Uh. Then all of a sudden he starts talking about the best in row trophy in which Miz says he hopes uh, he means as much to him as his next present does to Shane. So then uh, Shane opens up the gift and it's a pair of Jordans. Bruh, those Jordans. Horrible. You ain't gonna catch me on live audio talking bad or any type of live media talking bad about, about some Air Jordans. Uh, you 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 feel free to do what you want to. I'm not doing it. Look, if it ain't anyway, the first eighteen Jordans, keep them. Cut draw line at number eighteen. 
argue with yourselves. Can I finish this? I'm uncomfortable. Also, <laughs> also that, that that the best had scene in the world thing. I didn't see the Golden Lovers in the ring. Or <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I don't see the Lucha Brothers either. Yeah. Okay, so the A-lister points out that uh, all of the out- all the outfits he's devised, um, and then he directs uh, Shane to the to the Titantron for his next gift. There's a video package showing Shane's career. Um, then it shows some of the stuff from the last few months and all the weird things that uh, Shane is or Miz has done to Shane. So uh, Shane thanks him and says that uh, and says thanks to the Miz for opening up and makes him uh, want to be open. Um, and he says, since ever since he was a kid, he always dreamt of being um, tag team champions. First with Andre the Giant, but he's very proud to be walking to a rumble with Miz as his partner. That's a hell of a drop off. <laughs> so. Uh, Shane leads to sing along a happy birthday and then is interrupted by the bar. Seamus says that uh, that was embarrassing, but more embarrassing is uh, they didn't get invited to the, uh, they get invited to the tag team champs. Cesaro says it's more than shameful that they didn't get the invite that, uh, that Vince didn't get the invite, but Seamus points out that Shane, Vince doesn't give a damn about Shane. He just, he just didn't want to show up and claims they'll destroy them at Royal Rumble. Shane fires back and says that they teamed up on Miz last week and calls uh, Shame is a fake tough guy for bro kicking Miz while he wasn't looking, and uh, Shane proposes. Uh, Shane proposes to see how tough he is tonight in a singles match against Miz right there tonight. Uh, Miz Miz tries to skirk out by saying or trying to tries to uh, get out of it by saying that he's wearing a suit, and then Shane says he wasn't uh, dressed in, in in his ring gear when they won the. <laughs> the best in the world trophy for the World Cup uh, last year. So then they do uh, fist bumps and uh, and they pump up their uh, Miz's accomplishments. And then Miz gets goaded into uh, to wrestling. So they code the commercial break and they come back. So we get the Miz versus Sheamus. Boy, feel the excitement. Yeah. yeah so in in the main event, should, I, I, should they have been headlining it, with this? Is it 2011? <laughs> so yeah, anyway, they should yeah, not so, have been headlining with this. No. So yeah, so uh, Miz competing in uh, uh, in in his clothes, as he said before. Uh, Miz sent Sheamus to the floor and so then almost fell like, into the cake. He looked Sheamus like Ambrose gained, out there. Oh God. Miz gained control and rocked Miz with a knee in the corner. Miz fought back with a running uh, drop kicks in the corner. Uh, Sheamus took back over with a clothesline. Cesaro tried to interfere, but Shane pulled him off the apron, and Cesaro fell into the cake because, of course. Uh, Miz then rolled Sheamus up for the win. After the match, Sheamus uh, attacked Miz and beat him down. Uh, and then uh, Shane made the save and attacked Sheamus. McMahon uh, then got goaded into doing a coast-to-coast on Sheamus with, uh, with Miz holding up part of the birthday cake in front of uh, Sheamus. Uh, Miz and, and Shane held up the best in the world trophy together, and we go to black. Man, I, so I'm wondering, is Miz going to, like, eventually bust him upside the head with the trophy? Like, where is this all leading? I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking this is Jericho and all of something not nearly as good. Yeah, I Shane McMahon's storylines just tend to have me stare at the screen and zone out on them. So I don't know where this is going. They have too many damn good tag teams on SmackDown for this to be taking up. Hopefully this, uh, whatever this is, it gets wrapped up at the Royal Rumble and spun into something else. And then the bar can resume wrestling regular tag teams. Um, 
I think I saw a theory out there that this was going to be like um, some Bret Hart, Owen Hart versus the Quebecers type shit. And basically, Miz will play the role of Owen Hart. And who's gonna be who's gonna be Stu? I guess Vince. Oh God. Well, although <sighs> although um, Stu is way older than Vince <laughs> at this point. But um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a good episode of SmackDown. That main event, the segment aside, um, I I think everything else I liked on the show, aside from that. Same here. So it's gonna be a close one. Yeah, it's gonna be a close one. We have to we have to think about it. But we will be back with the LeBron James U Bum of the Week, our wrestler in the beat of the week, and what was the better show, Raw or SmackDown? A name caller. What I say? Call Let me hear you say it. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's a nice. You bum. Welcome back. It is time, like Bruce Buffer says, for <sighs> The LeBron James U Bum of the Week. So, uh, you already know what it is. We got five bums lined up. Uh, some are here strictly due to the rules, but out of principle. The 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 run up, uh, the you run up, you got done up clause. Stop stop qualifying it. It's okay. She'll be she'll she won't be on here too much. It's it's, it's okay. So everybody ends up on this list, good or bad, uh, either one, depending on the show. Yep. You know, you win some, you lose some, but you live. <laughs> you live fun of the day. <laughs> so, our our first bum, and th- this guy was a bum, uh, Otis Dozovich. This was a horrible, horrible introduction. Uh, both shows, so not just the, the, the god-awful Raw stuff. He literally got, like... He literally got got told he wasn't a man uh, in front of Becky Lynch, like, because what he was drinking was weak. So... Otis Dozovich, definitely on the bum of the list week, uh, this week. And it's going to be even worse, especially like next week you find out that man is a, is a, is a damn sex-crazed person. Oh, my God. Like, like out, just out, out, there, out there trying to fuck Alexa Bliss. Like, if that's what we find out next week, it's like, yikes. Like, we might as well um, rename this the Otis Dozovich bum of the week. Like, if we're going to be going down that road. Um, I mean, it could be. I mean, the only way it could be worse if this is what it turns out to be is like, you know, if you were trying to stalk the Undertaker's wife. Oh, my God. Um, so, Daniel Bryan uh, on there, uh, we discussed it earlier. He was hiding out uh, the run-up and got done up principal uh, for Daniel Bryan. He he tried to camp out on AJ and AJ left that man laying with the mustard on him. So definitely a bum like performance for uh, Daniel Bryan. Braun Strowman got his title shot stripped and pretty much just got his nuts cut off by Vince uh, in front of the world, and he got yeah. his, got his match taken. Everything like <laughs> never, never have I seen somebody come out, be over, cut a good promo, go to, and then everything after it immediately like turns them into just like it just erased everything that happened. Like your like your entrance, the promo you cut, like you immediately turn into a geek. Like finished. Like the iconics, literally anytime. Like I, I would love to, um, to see 
if someone like went through and did the uh, stats on the shows, literally every mm-hmm. time that they've appeared, they've appeared on this list. Like, what is their accuracy? <laughs> like, what is their percentage of ending up nominated for LeBron I mean, James' yeah. Bum of the Week uh, as correlated to their appearances on the show? Because it has yeah, to be I really mean, high. I'm assuming it's higher than Corbin's hit ratio. Oh, my God. And that's saying something. Yeah. Um, and Naomi here because of the run up and get done up principle they I, I guess they couldn't give her everything because had she whooped that ass this would have been manny rose all over this uh that basically got her scheme undone and outsmarted and whooped she she avoided the whooping so thus naomi ended up here <sighs> we've got some choices to make i think this is pretty easy um the the run up you get done ups don't really bother me a ton because that you know is a is a rule. Um, the iconics are traditionally terrible, so I don't know if they were necessarily <laughs> more terrible than normal. Braun Strowman has forces working against him uh, that have kind of like co conspired to make him look bad here. This is Otis. Is it, this is conspiracy. Is, yeah. is conspiracy. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> there, like there's some. There's something going on. Someone in that company decided this is not for you. Like, <laughs> so we don't care how over you are. We don't care about anything. This is not for you. This is Otis Dodosvich's award for me. Um, the first time he really shows up on national television, he looks like a geek twice two days of bad work I, I was thinking Strowman uh, but if that's how you, if you feel that strongly about it I'll, I'll let you have this one but like I will say this nothing the Strowman stuff infuriated me because I'm just like this is booking malpractice correct what ha- what happened with Dozovich is it's like what am I watching? Like I went from watching a scripted television to all of a sudden somebody just walked on stage at a play <laughs> that had no business that, that had nothing to do with the play. Like wh- he's not, you're not even in this scene, bro. You're not even in this scene. What are you doing here? What's uh, going on? Well, this ain't your, this ain't your time. Um, so yes, Otis Dozovich, you are in, and Otis Dozovich has a 100% uh, percentage here. First week, oh, first nomination first win so Otis Dozovich you are the LeBron James you bum of the week wrestler of the week this one is going to be uh, a, a heavily loaded category so we have Rey Mysterio Finn Balor the newly dubbed Andrade who lost his second and third name <laughs> Becky Lynch and Samoa Joe James I'm going to throw it to you because this one is loaded <laughs> <laughs> oh man i mean because so many guys like got to uh high set they just weren't even at like uh, recently um i'm gonna go with andrade um did we go with andrade last week yep that'd be two weeks in a row all right finn Balor then i'll change it and any I, reason I, I, because like Finn's, I mean Finn, I mean Finn, Finn Balor won to get a title match, but was he better than Andrade San Almas? I can't. I don't feel like I can say um, that. Um, not in the ring, but as far as uh, coming out, having the, the promo, being able to stand toe to toe, get an endorsement by by Cena or whatever else. Like, I mean, and I mean, short of 
you know, what, I mean, what more can we, we, we talk about the booking malpractice with Strowman, like on the opposite end of that is what they did with Balor on, on um, later in the show. Like, so I, I, I think, I think that like he comes out there after the, we also once you throw in the UK thing, I don't know if we should, but you throw in the UK thing, you throw in that. And then I think he's set up to actually like be a real guy after he loses to officially loses to Brock at Royal Rumble. Like he's going to go out there and be spectacular in the feet. And then people going to, you know, this could, this could be the biggest, or this is going to be the biggest match of his career. And if he, if he knocks out the park, like, I, and with the push he's had, you know, things might be turning around for the guy. And I'm kind of happy because, like, he's a really good wrestler. And his, and I felt like they just basically, like, gave up on the dude after he got, because he got hurt. Yep. Because, because one, because Seth Rollins gave him a move. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to split this one uh, because. Mm-hmm. Andrade seeing all this now, now Balor got the aid of the number one contendership, all that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. They said, go out there and do the things that we want. Like go out there and just have a professional wrestling match. Here's your time. Here's your opponent. And this one was, I don't know. Like if we were to look back on this and be like, yeah, that was the week that Balor became the number one contender, or that was like a star making performance for Andrade San Almas that opened everyone's eyes. I'm not sure which one is more valuable in the long run. Right. So in the moment, I'm tempted to go with what I thought, who I thought had the better individual performance. Um, I'm going to go with Andrade. I'm okay. more than happy to split that one down the middle because Balor, I'm actually writing a column about him, which should be up shortly. Um, and I, that, I think that Balor thing did move the culture a little bit. Um, I will, I will say this either way, either one you pick, like these are two, these are two guys that are like, they are raising from positions that they should never have gotten down to to begin with anyway. Correct. So it's like, Fine by me. Like both of these are examples of like you. They don't have to start. They don't have to pretend like these guys are just dead the second that they screw them up. Like that, you can rehabilitate somebody. Yeah, and so Finn Balor and Andrade San Almas, you are both the wrestler of the week. So congratulations, guys. Like, uh, so I, I guess I should tweet them both. Like, <laughs> was that was was that? Sh- was, what year did Shaq and Kobe split the All Star game? Was that 2010 or 2009? 2009. Okay. Yep. So, uh, what was the better show, James? Mmm. So, Andrade, you got two uh, Wrestler of the Weeks in a row here. So, yeah. we rhyme for you. <laughs> so, uh, um,. I'm going to go with Raw because of the, the factor that you have with Raw where um, the three hours, um, there was nothing nearly as spectacular as that Ray in, 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 in Friday match, but um, the four-way was really good. They told a good story with Balor throughout the night. Um, the women, They got the, the women's match off to a good start. Um, I, You know, like I – this is one of the, this is might've been the best raw this. And I don't know how long I am going so. to tell you how long. So the last time that raw and the, 
a couple times, <coughs> excuse me, that Raw has actually won on this. Don't tell me, don't tell me like the night of the SummerSlam or something like that. No, no, I, I'm getting okay. there in a second. But it's been Raw clearly has a higher bar. So when it's close, we tend to be like, all right, we need to, like, Raw will we'll get that simpy vote essentially. Yeah. But. <laughs> It, it, usually it's not SmackDown was horrible and Raw was great. Usually it's like SmackDown was still really good, but Raw closed the gap. So in this, it would be Raw winning this week. They haven't won since the day Roman Reigns announced he had leukemia. Jesus Christ. October 23rd. So that is 12 <sighs> weeks, I believe. Like of our shows well, now, I don't know about the the tape shows or anything like that, right? So, so that means that so, th- so okay, it's been like so, eight episodes. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, nine episodes that we've done since Raw's one okay. one of these. Okay, boy. Well, it's a new year. Uh, <laughs> they're one to one, so. <laughs> how long can it last but um yeah raw uh better show this week yep uh but anyway that's gonna wrap the show up thank you guys for um listening here uh, make sure you guys check out all the other great shows on the lords of pain uh radio network and also um check out us over on the social suplex podcast network where we are doing all our shows uh we had a show where we talked about uh the nxt takeover uk review uh we talked about chris jericho and more about all elite wrestling as well as a couple other side conversations like that got spun off into like nigel mcginnis's documentary and uh pretty much why we um like why there are more great matches now than ever and the easy way to figure that out that no one's really thinking about or talking about which is like really obvious these people can all watch each other now like they never have been able to before and process that information in real time but we go in more in depth on it then so feel free to check that out uh james you got anything to add before we wrap this up this week As your interior designer, I'm saying do everything in black. Walls, sofa, carpet, goldfish, everything. Um, can we not have a bit of color? Maybe one tiny highlight in Battleship Grey. It's your home, so you should be in charge. With Avancard's flexible home improvement loan, you are. You can choose any repayment period that works best for you up to 84 months. That's seven years. Find out more at avancard.ie. Lending criteria terms and conditions apply. New applications only. Seven-year term applies to minimum loan value of €20,000. Avancard Dock Trading as Avancard is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.